Thanks for coming back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. This week, we're talking about 90s R&B groups. But in this episode, we're only going to talk about the men because we have an episode coming up after this about the ladies. We tend to have a lot of passing references to a lot of different acts from the 90s and 2000s. So we decided to not only talk about some of our faves, but some of the duds from this era as well. Well, they're not all duds, just some maybe made less of an impact. There are some definite duds that we're <laughs> going to talk about. And we're also going to talk about some of the fallen and forgotten groups from this time as well. So are you ready to get into it? I'm ready. All right. So we have broken this down into three tiers. Three tiers from 1990 to 2000. Tier one has groups like Jodeci, Boys to Men, Blackstreet, Tony, Tony, Tony. Then we move down a level. We got 112, Drew Hill, Jagged Edge, groups like that. Mm-hmm. And then we move down to the who? <laughs> That's where we got Mr. 3T, All for One, those kind of folks. Like they had songs that we know. Right. But you're not rushing to listen to them right now. Or maybe they just had like one or two songs. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And then there's others that we'll get into later that's like, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, let's work our way from the bottom to the top. How about that? Oh, I thought we were going to go top down. We can go top down if you like. I say top down. All right. Top down it is. (laughs) So for the first tier, you had Jodeci, Boystman, Blackstreet, and Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes. I agree. And I will tell you why in a second. Okay. But I was trying to decide if Mint Condition belongs in the top tier or second tier. Yeah. Since we're doing the period of 1990 to 2000. Yeah. They all came around at the same time, except for Blackstreet, which I'll get to that in a second. So like Jodeci, Boyz II Men, and Mint Condition, their first albums were all pretty much released in 1991, just merely a few months difference. So that's why I kind of feel like Mint Condition should be in the top tier. And you can't say that like, oh, Mint Condition was influenced by Jodeci because they came out at the same time. And also all of these groups represent their own sound that I feel like everyone else that came after had bits and pieces of each group. That's true. And then Blackstreet, they didn't come out as a group until 1994, but technically because Teddy Riley had been out here for a while already. So I kind of put him in that other people are influenced by him, including Boys to Men right. and Jodeci doing the New Jack Swing stuff in their music. Yeah, that was my thinking with mm-hmm. having Blackstreet in the top tier. Right. At least some of it. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is based, obviously, off their body of work. Right. But the biggest thing was Guy was only around for like two years mm-hmm. in terms of them putting out music because their first album was like 88 or something. So same thing with Teddy being a part of Guy. Mm-hmm. He's part of Blackstreet. I guess I can combine it and say Guy slash Blackstreet. <laughs> slash whatever Teddy Riley's yeah, working whatever on. Teddy was working on. <laughs> We can just change Blackstreet to Teddy Riley's groups. Teddy Riley and them. (laughs) Yeah, Teddy and them. That's what we're going with. Yeah. So that's why I chose that group as tier one, because they were kind of the trailblazers of the 90s. Okay. And they all have their own sound. Basically, everything comes from Teddy. Mm-hmm. kicking off the new jack swing movement in, in the, the late, late 80s because basically everybody was kind of at least in the early 90s trying to do that right everybody's just kind of trickling down from the teddy tree basically mm-hmm. at least in my opinion because new jack swing started in the late 80s and it moved into the 90s these groups that started in the 90s felt like they had to incorporate some of it but they were still also crafting new sounds yeah 
aside from it, but it almost felt like, oh, let's put some of this New Jack Swing stuff right. in here. Because too. it hadn't completely died yet. Right. It was still sticking around a little bit. But mm-hmm. I say the shift came with the songs on the Jodeci album that I do like. Definitely. All of the ballads and stuff. Yes. So that is where the shift kind of started. Yes. With people leaning away from the New Jack Swing mm-hmm. sound and moving into this new harder hip hop edged R&B, basically. Right. I agree. But I also want to add, when people think 90s R&B male groups, it usually boils down to Jodeci, Boys to Men. Yes. And I look at it as they are two ends of a spectrum. Like Jodeci definitely brought in this harder hip hop style of R&B. And then Boys to Men were the nice guys. The, yeah. They the, were very pop. Yeah. They were like the pop R&B. And I feel like each one is in one end of the spectrum and everybody else is kind of sort of just somewhere along those lines. Yeah. I mean, you do have groups like Tony, Tony, Tony and Mint Condition who have more of that traditional, like they have a band. Yeah. They're an actual band with (laughs) multiple instruments being played. And so that feels a little more of like traditional R&B, which stays throughout the 90s. That's how we end up getting Neo Soul and stuff, which we kind of talked about in the last episode with D'Angelo. So Tony, Tony, Tony and Mint Condition and bands like that are still making an impact in keeping the tradition of having bands. But Jodeci and Boys to Men, I think, brought in a totally new sound in different ways for the 90s. So right. as I was saying, Jodeci's more of the, the bad boy kind of hip hop edge. And Boys to Men is like reminiscent of the doo-wop era. Yeah. And so to me, it was like, that's two ends of the spectrum and everyone else kind of fell somewhere in between. And then you had a couple bands somewhere in there mixed into as i was saying about teddy riley Mm -hmm. uh, the reason that i put black street in this mix Mm -hmm. is i didn't really realize it until i started listening to it but they had a lot of hits they did and they basically had three different versions of black street like every album the groupings were different (laughs) yeah it took me a while to actually realize that the members had changed somewhere in between (laughs) every album They're completely different. Teddy and Chauncey are the constant. Yeah. The other two pieces yeah. keep moving because their first single I actually thought was a guy song. Okay. Because the guy who was actually singing lead on that didn't even make it to the first album. What was the first single? Baby Be Mine. Okay. He kind of sounds like Aaron Hall, be but yeah. he doesn't at the same time. So there was Aaron Hall inflections. Mm-hmm. And then you hear Teddy on his like, oh, it's new guy record. Right. See the video. Like, who are these, who are these niggas? Mm-hmm. I don't know these people, but he didn't make it to the album. He was out of there really quickly. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I thought there was a change from the first to the second. Yep. There was another change then. Um, oh, What was his name? Anthony? No, not that. Dave Hollister. So Dave replaced that guy. Okay. And he was on the first album and then him and I think his name is Levi. They left and the other two guys came in. Because I know Dave Hollister, I know Chauncey and I know Teddy. And I always, there was always a fourth where I was like, (laughs) I just know there's a fourth. I don't know what his name is. And I'm not sure if I remember which version he was in. (laughs) Yeah. Until you actually see the videos, it's kind of hard to keep up with. But just based on that. My favorite version of the Black Street lineup is the second one because mm-hmm. all them dogs can say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there listening to it earlier. I was like, damn, they, they really going to do this? Because mm-hmm. there was, uh, oh, now I can't think of the name of the song, but it was all three of them minus Teddy that was singing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I like. Okay. And something I did notice, this is a sidebar here. 
that you can tell that Pharrell is Teddy's son because he's always <laughs> insisting on inserting himself into songs where he shouldn't be, whether it's singing or rapping. But <laughs> so Ph- Pharrell so is saying- a better singer and rapper than Teddy. So you're saying Pharrell is really of the school of Teddy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm taking this Teddy thing to heart. <laughs> so I noticed that today it was like Teddy is always rapping right. and singing badly when he's got Aaron Hall and Chauncey Hannibal and Dave Hollister here. Why are you forcing yourself like, into these songs? Singer singers. Yeah. <laughs> like you just stay on the boards, make the beats, and uh-huh. let them do what they do. Right. But I just wanted to say that. I'm just looking at the track listing because I mostly just like the first two albums. I actually like the first album better. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of singing and stuff in here, too. Like, singing, I mean. <laughs> I'm sure some people may put more thought into sequencing than others. But it's just funny that on the first album, their song Booty Call <laughs> is followed by Love's in Need. <laughs> I'm like, what a transition. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I think I actually wrote that in my notes, but it's something that I think about whenever I listen to the album because you're all booty call and it's using the hot sex on a platter beat. And then you have loves in me that comes in afterwards and it's. And then you follow that up with this sweet Michael Jackson song, Joy. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, that's some interesting sequence. (laughs) It is. I think I basically kind of said this already, but I don't include Blackstreet in that Boys to Men Jodeci spectrum because they're in their own lane. Yeah. Just kind of coming off the new Jack Swing and kind of rolling with that for a bit and evolving that sound. I see Blackstreet kind of a mixture of the two. There's Boys to Men and Jodeci on two ends. And then there's Tony, 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 Mint Condition and Blackstreet just kind of around. Right. <laughs> There's one more that I want to add to the list okay. that I didn't have on it when I sent it to you. For tier one? Yes. Okay. But it's kind of a cheat because mm-hmm. they're more of a legacy act and their album came out. Belle Biv DeVoe. Yes. See, in 1990. I was just about to say that too because I have them in tier two, but I don't feel right leaving them in tier two. Yeah. I, I put them in tier one okay. afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I'm okay with that. even though it came out in <laughs> 1990. Nice. They are still an 80s act, and that's why I didn't originally have them on the list. But that album was so major that you can't leave it off. I think that it does count because Belle Biv DeVoe as a group came out in 1990. They're not New Edition anymore. We know them as formerly part of New Edition, but they're their own group with Belle Biv DeVoe. So I say they count, and I'm willing to move them from Tier 2 to Tier 1. Okay. I didn't even have them on the list. I know. I was going to ask you about that. I figured because you were kind of grouping them as new edition. Yeah. I felt that the the tail end of new edition kind of bled into this. Mm-hmm. And technically, it's a 90s album only because it came out in 1990. See, I wouldn't put new edition in oh, this no. discussion because they're 80s. Yeah. And the, even their reunion they, album was in 1996. So. It wasn't enough to keep them on this list. Right. So, but I say Belle DeVoe should be included in this list because they are their own group. I agree. Speaking of Belle DeVoe, while we're still on this topic, we can't talk about Belle DeVoe without talking about why were we singing along to these problematic lyrics so gleefully? (laughs) I can't listen to Do Me the same way anymore. You know what? I have Do Me here in my notes (laughs) and I wasn't even going to mention it. I was just going to let it go. But since you brought it up, we can't. Backstage, underage. Yeah. Adolescent. (laughs) <laughs> in case you didn't get the underage part. And I remember singing along with this. You sure did. So did I. And here's the thing. 
this is a story time for Miguel. Story time. Since you always have story time. <laughs> Here's some story time for me. When I was 19, mm-hmm. 18 or 19, there was a couple clubs in LA that would have 18 and under nights. So one weekend we decided we're going to go out. We had like 25 bucks each in our oh, pocket. 18 and under? Yeah. I thought it was 18 and over. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> I've heard of 18 and over, but 18 and under? <laughs> there, there were some 18 and under nights as okay. well. <laughs> But I misspoke. I, I meant the 18 and overnights. So that the 18 and 20 year olds who are technically adults can yeah. party with adults. Even though there's no alcohol <laughs> yeah. in 1990, whatever, you can go to these clubs and mm-hmm. get in and have a night full of drinks with 25 bucks. Oh, so you, there were drinks. Yeah, but like juice and oh, non-alcoholic and drinks. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of juice for 25 <laughs> <laughs> Right. Anyway, we're at this 18 and over club. I forget the name of it on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. And of course, BBD comes through. And I'm like, why are these niggas here? (laughs) (laughs) Because all of the girls are now looking at them Mm -hmm. and taking attention away from us. (laughs) But kind of let that go. Right. Next day, we go to the mall to hang out for a little bit. Saturday afternoon. Who comes strolling through the mall as we're in line trying to get some Sabaro's pizza? (laughs) Get in line right behind us. Bell Bib (laughs) DeVoe. Stealing your thunder again. It's like, why are y'all torturing us this weekend? What did we do to you that you have to follow us everywhere we go? So, of course, there's a gaggle of girls behind Mm -hmm. them. Next, Well, same night, Saturday night, Prince had a club in downtown L.A. called Glam Slam. Mm -hmm. They had a night for the 18 and over as well. We go there. Who shows up? (laughs) Belle, Biv, and fucking DeVoe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) We're trying to get these girls. They're not going to look at us if you're here. Go away. (laughs) So I say that to say this. I realize that (laughs) listening to do me what five years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that line kicked in. I was like, oh, these dudes were out here really doing it. Yes, because (laughs) at that time they were older than 18. Yeah, they were definitely older than 18. (laughs) I don't remember how much older Uh than 18, but they should have left our girls alone. They should have went to the 21 and over. Yeah. Even if they weren't 21 yet, but I haven't done the math. If they weren't 21, they were probably like 22, 23. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) they were ruining our weekends and then going back, listening to the songs backstage underage. I'm like, these niggas. But, you know, but say backstage underage is bad enough already. And then he said adolescent. That's the one. (laughs) That's the one. I do listen to the song still. I'm not going to lie, but it feels a little weird. And I'm going to put this out there. I'm not confirming. That Belle, Biff, or DeVoe were actually picking up women at these clubs. But the fact that they were there and ruining game for us bothered me. So don't run and tell people that Belle, Biff, and DeVoe were out molesting girls and Miguel saw it. Because that's not true. You just saw them. They were just there. You saw them there and you saw the gay girls following them around. Yes. And then the, the lyric. So allegedly yes it was a different time things were different <laughs> the 90s were different that's all i'm saying well it wasn't allegedly because you saw them <laughs> but we true. don't know what they were doing exactly that's what we're saying they could have been doing a walkthrough yeah they were paid to be there got some juice and then went out <laughs> <back>. <laughs> anyway we can move on yeah, so those are the top tier for obvious reasons. Oh, I do want to say one more thing about top tier, and this may be a hot take. Okay. 
I probably should have checked our stats to see how many Philly listeners we have. Okay. But the only reason why I put Boys to Men in the top tier is because of their impact. Personally, I barely listen to Boys to Men anymore. I loved them at the time when I was yeah. a kid. But as an adult, it did not it didn't grow with me. I don't think that's a hot take. Okay, I don't think it's a hot take because there's a lot of people who feel this way, but there are also a lot of very strong Boys to Men fans. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like to me, Boys to Men, they almost feel too perfect. I like Jodeci because I like the rawness right. of the way they sing. And Boys to Men, it's like, oh, here's your wedding song. Here's a graduation song. Here's yeah, a song you can that, dedicate to your mom. Like, it's just, it's that's so That's basically the nice. issue <laughs> that I had with them because their first album had some of the stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. It wasn't Jodeci, but it wasn't saccharine and sugary sweet yeah, at the like, same time. Either. I like the first album the best, but I think by the third or fourth was when I was just like, eh. but yeah, just it was look- a little too polished. Yeah, just looking back at it now, it almost felt like they're like, we're going to be the anti-bad boy. Like, um, I don't think it was anti bad boy. Well, we're going to be the nice guys. More than we're going to be pop stars rather than just R&B. I guess. Shall we move on to tier two? Yeah. So who did you put in tier two? So for me, I have groups like High Five, mm-hmm. Drew Hill, mm-hmm. 112, Silk, which I've got something to say about Silk a little bit later. I also had been conditioned in tier two and not tier one Mm -hmm. and next you know how i feel about next you can't stand (laughs) i put next in tier two just based on their popularity same not not whether or not i liked them because i have a really (laughs) irrational hatred for next (laughs) there's no reason for it they're probably great guys and if i met them and we can hang out we would probably have dinner and a drink but i cannot stand their music I've said several times I hate when there's like moaning and groaning in in R&B songs. Mm -hmm. So their intro slash interlude is them saying, all right, this is, it's a sexual album. And then they have egregious moaning and groaning. You're going to hear some of this and maybe some of this. And then you get into Too Close, but you get the actual beginning that you don't usually hear on the radio where he says, (laughs) hmm, I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now and that sets the stage for this disgusting album. i'm not gonna lie i used to listen to too close when we we're at the club and i actually still like i still love you but this song this album's kind of sleazy <laughs> and considering their lead single is talking about poking girls with their peen at the club come on now <laughs> see none of that bothered me actually, i just no, don't I like think the first single was butter love yeah that was the first one but none of that bothered me i just don't like them <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason for me not to like them i just don't But then there are other problematic songs that I like. So I don't really have a gauge of why I like some and why I don't like others. Like the content (laughs) has nothing to do with me not liking them. I just don't like them for Uh, no reason at all. It's a vibe, I guess. (laughs) And it didn't work on me, which is funny because pretty much everything else that KG was producing around this time. Yeah, I I loved it. I just couldn't get into these dudes. I can't really put my finger on it either, even though I said it was a sleazy album, but I've liked problematic songs before. I've liked and continue to like much worse stuff. (laughs) Definitely. I've heard some of those (laughs) things that you like. So it's not that. (laughs) I just don't like them. Let's move on then. All right. So I loved High Five. I know. Even though their first album came out in 1990, 
That counts. I still put them in the second tier rather than the first tier, which kind of goes against my reasoning of how I created tier one, just because they weren't as big. Like people love High Five, but they didn't have the same impact as Boys to Men or Joe or whatever. So that's why I put them in tier two. But I love them. Yeah, they actually were pretty successful. Yeah. They had a the problem is when you're comparing them to Boys to Men and Jodeci. Mm-hmm. They're just in another stratosphere in terms of sales and impact. And they were kids when they came. They were younger. Yeah. You can. I mean, They were really teenagers. Yes. Like 17 mm-hmm. when they first came on the oh, scene. Oh, no, no. There's a song called Just Can't Handle It on the first album where Tony Thompson sings about I was only 16 and she was 25. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. I remember Talk about the, problematic. See, the thing with all of these songs <laughs> is my mind wasn't conditioned to look out for stuff like that. So I've heard yeah. the, the lyrics and didn't think yeah. anything Same of it. Here, like, you know how I was saying it's weird being a teenager because you get it, but you don't get it. Yeah. Because I remember hearing the song and singing along as I was only 16. She was 25. <laughs> so it's about him chasing this 25 year old woman and his friends slash bandmates are like, she's too old for you. But they're not talking about it in a molesty way. They're just saying she's too old for you. But he's like, I skipped school and went to her place. It's oh, man. terrible. I'm going to have to listen to it. You should. Because <laughs> I remember the song by title, yeah. but I don't remember anything about it right now. Which is funny because when you think about those lyrics about this 16-year-old getting with a 25-year-old, that's just crazy, right? That's just wild. But then you have Kissing Game, which, yes, they're talking about kissing, but it's such a wholesome song. Yeah. <laughs> On it's the same a album. a little bit different, not chasing down somebody who just graduated law school. Right. <laughs> so I love, love, love High Five, but I do feel comfortable leaving them in Tier 2. But they're at, like, the top of Tier 2. Yeah. The higher end of Tier 2. Yeah. So I moved Belby DeVoe to tier one. You said Drew Hill. Drew Hill, Jagged Edge, okay. Silk, Playa. So Drew Hill, Jagged Edge, and Silk. I leave them in tier two because of their oh, yeah, popularity definitely. as well. But me personally, eh, Jagged Edge out of that group, I like the best. But okay. it's just like a couple songs here and there. And it's funny because to me, Drew Hill out of this second group is the most like Jodeci. They are. And that's but the I thing don't like them. <laughs> that I didn't like about Drew Hill is because it was too much like Jodeci. I just figured just off of that, that I would like them. But the only Drew Hill songs that I like is the Jermaine Dupri remix of In My Bed. And I thought it was just Cisco, but it looks like Drew Hill is credited. But they have a duet with Mariah Carey, the beautiful ones. Yeah. I love that song. And it's funny because Devante also worked on that song. It's like I somehow knew it was Jodeci and Jason <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like them because they were too similar to Jodeci, but I didn't dislike them either. They were just kind of there. If it was on, it was on, but I wouldn't purposely listen to it. Maybe it was the weird dance moves on Tell Me with them <laughs> bopping up and down. Jumping up and down. <laughs> Tell me what you <laughs> But the way they sound, there's no reason why I wouldn't like them. But I, exactly. I listen to the album. I'm like, meh. Yeah, same. I Like I said, I don't dislike them. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. They're just there. The next for me in this tier is 112 and Playa. 112 Playa and Shy. Yeah, that's another one. Soul for Real. So Shy, to me, they're more on the, the boys to men end of the spectrum, whereas Drew Hill's more on the Jodeci end of the spectrum. Okay, so now what we're doing is 
we are starting at the bookends and now we're building towards <laughs> yeah. the center. All yeah. right. Okay. I'm going to workshop this. Okay. And we might have to put a chart together okay. at the end of it. All right. So we got Jodeci and Drew Hill, Boyce and Men and Shy, Shy. and we're working inward. Yes. All right. I'm going to put Silk closer to Jodeci. Not as far as Drew Hill, but they're more on that end. And High Five is definitely more on the Boyce Men end just because yes, they were kids. So they're direction. very more bubblegummy, even if they're talking about but 25-year-old girls. But I have a curveball here for What's you. What's the curveball? That I added to my list and okay. didn't tell you about. Okay. LSG. Where would they fall on this? Because I have an opinion Black on Street. LSG. They're going to be on the outside circle with Blackstreet. But they're in <laughs> Blackstreet is in tier one, but LSG is in tier two. Here's my thing with LSG. Okay. First of all, they got creepy uncle vibes <laughs> to me. Sugar daddy vibes. Yes, because they were. Well, first of all, they're older. But they older. weren't. What? No, they just came off as older. So <laughs> I looked up the ages because no I had to confirm. <laughs> I had to confirm. I could have sworn they were older. That's no. Like creepy uncle. <laughs> yes. Y'all don't know nothing about this. <laughs> See, they would be my uncles in terms of like, I have an aunt that's 10 years older than me. Yeah. And I have an uncle that's about 12 years older than me. So that's where they would fall because around this time I was 23, 24. Right. When that album came out, Gerald Levert and Johnny Gill were both 31 years old. What? Yes. Well, I mean. They were 31. Okay. And Keith Sweat was 35. But we were in our 20s and 30 feels old it when you're did. in your 20s. But also the kind <laughs> of music that they made, it was older old. type R&B. Because they had all been singing since they were teenagers. <laughs> right. And this what kind of solidified it, that they were uncle status. Mm -hmm. When Gerald Levert passed, I saw an interview where Johnny Gill said that Eddie Levert, his father was going to replace him in LSG. Oh. You shouldn't be able to make that transition <laughs> that your father can join the right. group that you were in. So that's what gave me the, the uncle vibe from them. Interesting. Because Eddie's been around since the 60s. Okay. And you're telling me he's going to be in LSG mm. replacing his son? Uh, I don't know where to put them on the See, there's the Jodeci Boyce Men. And then remember, there's this area outside of the spectrum that we put Blackstreet. Mint Condition and Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, but again. Legacy groups. Blackstreet, Belle Bib DeVoe, LSG. Those are legacy groups. They are. But these dudes. <laughs> they don't even feel like a boy band. They don't. and they, a... But they were making hits at this time. <laughs> in spite of them being creepy uncles. It's just funny because I love Keith Sweat and Johnny Gill. But when LSG came together, I don't know if maybe adding Gerald LeVert to it. I was just like, I can't get into this. And I tell you this all the time. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand the song Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> so I just looked at Gerald LeVert as an old dude. But he wasn't. <laughs> he was not old when he was making these albums. Uh -huh. I don't yeah. know. I don't think they fit in the spectrum. They, <laughs> you can leave them in. I'm okay with leaving them They're in, in tier, tier two. two, but they don't fit anywhere. They're in that outside bubble. <laughs> okay. They can go hang out with Blackstreet. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so we said 112 i would say i feel like they're pretty much in the middle yeah i feel like maybe diddy was trying the jodeci recipe but it didn't really come out that way yeah it didn't work because the times were different because they were like 96 i think the first album came out so we're yeah. starting to move into that sort of jiggy era yeah and they just didn't have like to be in the Jodeci spectrum, you have to have a certain type of voice and singing style as well. It has to be this grew up in the church, 
probably got babies all over town. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how you said, um, oh, God. what's his name? Uh, if you think you're lonely now, what's his name? Uh, Bobby Womack. You said Bobby Womack just sounds like he ain't shit. Yeah. See, to be on the Jodeci end of the spectrum, you have to sound a little problematic. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I get what you're saying. I'm going to put H-Town on that end, too. Yes, definitely. In the back seat with no sheets. Yeah, definitely <laughs> H-Town would be on that end. They have that voice. Yeah. And Playa, too. But yeah. Playa makes sense because they were part of Devante's basement yeah. crew, right? So Playa is definitely on that end, too. And plus them being like from the same area, they just have the same sound. The only reason I don't go towards Playa as much is because they didn't have the success. Yeah, they only had one album, but cheers to you. That's a winner. That just kind of solidifies them for me. I'm cheating when I say this because Static Major was involved in a lot of songwriting and production after that. I'm keeping them on the list at tier two. Okay. Even though that's not part of the rules and it's supposed to be based off of the Playa album. (laughs) I'm putting his history after that. As keeping him there. I'm putting them them in tier two just off the strength of cheers to you. But also, even though they only had one album, it's a pretty solid album. If you've never heard the Playa album and you love cheers to you, I would suggest listening to the whole album. It's been a while since I've listened to it. And there's one song with Aaliyah for Aaliyah fans. I didn't (laughs) check it out while we were working on this. I would recommend it. It's probably not going to be your favorite album, but it's a good album. It's worth a listen. And I mentioned that I wanted to say something about Silk. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching the the Freak Me video and the guy who sings the chorus with the high voice. The other two dudes (laughs) who are doing the little raps, you can just look at them and they don't even believe the shit they're saying. I have to watch that. There's a complete (laughs) lack of confidence in the shit that they're saying. (laughs) And you can see it in their eyes. But then Lil G comes on. He's let me lick you up and down. (laughs) Like killing it. But these two are just, yeah, (laughs) I want to be your man. Maybe they're just there to be cool. Like you don't believe any of this. I can't get over the meeting in my bedroom. Bedroom, bedroom. I (laughs) I can't. It's too much for me. (laughs) That's another one that. I was laughing at yesterday. I don't even remember the line that I texted to you. Then he followed it up with be there or be square. Something about, um, was it something about your stilo? And I'm going to look it up I right now. I thought you were talking about 702. No, I was talking about these dudes. Oh. Where is it? You're jiggy and you know, I'm feeling your stilo. Oh. Like he didn't believe that. <laughs> he didn't say it with any confidence. <laughs> but little G comes in singing the hook. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he meant that shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> it's like, y'all don't, you have no confidence in yourself. You don't believe in yourselves. The only song that I actually like, like, will take the time to listen to of Silk is Hooked on You. Okay. But that bedroom, bedroom, bedroom. <laughs> but remember, we saw a video of one of these bands, these school bands played that song. Yeah, that's, um, which one? It was it? a marching band. Yeah. What school was it? I don't remember. One it was of one of the HBCUs. HBCUs. And they played that. When you showed it to me, I was like, I know this song. What is it? But then when they got to the bedroom, I was like, it's Silk. (laughs) I'm just looking at my list and see what else. Uh, Oh, Soul For Real is music wise and the the way they were marketed. I would put them at the boys to men end. But not only that. They were marketed as the next Jacksons because they were brothers. And actually at the 
beginning, I think, of the Candy Rain video. Heavy D is there and he's talking to someone. It's like, oh, they're going to be the next Jacksons, their brothers. And that was what they were molded to be. But we watched an interview with them that they did a couple of years ago in The Breakfast Club. And their personalities are not like that at all. At all. And so it's interesting because their personality seems more like they wanted to be more like Jodeci. Yeah. <laughs> my absolute favorite Soul For Real song is not even a single. It's uh, all in my mind from the first album. I don't know it because I've only heard their singles until I listened to some of their newer stuff yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had only heard the singles. The first album is actually pretty solid. Okay. And the thing is, I think I like Candy Rain more for nostalgia. Yeah. But... Of the singles, Every Little Thing I Do, I like way better. But my absolute favorite song is All In My Mind. Okay. They even have a Patti LaBelle cover. They did If Only You Knew. Oh, I'm going to have to look this up. Mm -hmm. It's a good first effort. All right. I will check it out. I have some more to say about So For Real, but I'm going to save that actually for for now. All right. I'll get back to that. You want to move on to the the lower tier? I think we've covered. The one that I call who? (laughs) Which I feel kind of mean putting some people in the who tier because... They're only in here just because, not that people didn't know them, but they maybe just had like one song. Yeah. Or like wasn't as popular. That there were going to be some duds. Yeah. It's not them. (laughs) This isn't the the dud section. This is just like, oh, I forgot about these guys. Okay. So no duds yet. Yeah. No duds. (laughs) Okay. Although I'm going to get some jokes off though. All right. All right. So how about you tell me someone you have here? So I have intro on the list Mm -hmm. because- Again, I didn't realize this because I didn't have them in the original list, but just listening to them yesterday, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, these dudes had jams. They did. And I completely forgot about them. So that's why they're in the who? I love Come Inside, although, as I've said already this episode, there is an egregious <laughs> sort of little sex skit at the end of the song, but the song is called Come Inside. Yeah, it is. So, you, you knew know, what you were getting. Yeah. But before all that starts, <laughs> the song is actually one of my favorites. They had like some little up-tempo songs. Too, yeah, that, funny like, how time flies. Let me be the one. Yep. They have the ribbon in the sky cover. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, and that's why I added them to this category. Like, who? Oh, yeah. So this <laughs> is more of the who, oh, yeah portion of yeah. this tier. <laughs> Not the who? I yeah. never heard of them. That's going to be next. Okay. Mr. Well, I really only know Blackberry Molasses. That's all anybody that knows. Bobby Valentino came out. <laughs> yeah. So it's one song, but when you talk about 90 songs, that song's going to come up. Yeah, because of the organized noise production yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. It is very outcast at the time. Mm. So it sounds like it could be like on an outcast album. Yeah. Like Spodiote Dopalicious right. or something. Mm-hmm. What the heck is blackberry molasses? It's just molasses that's blackberry flavored. But, that's, I mean, in the context of the song. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Anyway. Who else you got on the list? I have as yet on the list. And Me it's too. And hilarious because Mark Nelson was one of the original members of Boys to Men. Yes. And yet he ends up in this tier who category. <laughs> exactly. So they went to high school together. So he was one of the original members. I can't remember who was the original with him. I think Wanye and Michael joined later. I think it might have been Nathan, Sean, and I don't know. I'll have to look that up. But he was one of the original members. Yeah, I just know he was in the group. Yeah. But I don't know when he was in the group. Before Motown Philly. Before they got to that point. Because obviously we know when Motown Philly came out. He was not there. He was not there. He was not part of the Alexander Vanderpool era. He was not. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. Did the Alex Vanderpool era ever start? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Me neither. Uh, did it? I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. That was Nathan's 
nickname, right? I think so. It was yeah. one of them. Micah was bass for obvious reasons. What that's was Wanye, a, that's a lame nickname, though. Bass. It's, it's like they couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. We'll just call you bass. What was Wanye? He was tall. Call him Stretch or something. And then Sean was slim. That makes sense. Yes. What was Wanye? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, Portrait. I forgot about Portrait. They had hits? I didn't have Portrait on the list. Here we go again. Honey Dip. They also did a How Deep Is Your Love cover that I really like. I forgot about Portrait. How Deep Is Your Love? Was that Bee Gees? Yes. Yeah, their version, I'm sure Bee Gees fans would probably die if they heard it. (laughs) But I like it. Because we know how we feel when we hear certain artists try to cover. Yeah. Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to bring that up, but you did. So Whoever suggested she sings September... I don't know. They had an ulterior motive. But anyways. They just wanted to embarrass her, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know how PG fans would feel about it. I don't know. But I liked their version of How Deep Is Your Love. And I really like Here We Go Again. We talked about our spectrums. But I would put them with the mint condition and Tony, Tony, Tony circle. I can see it. Yeah. I'll allow it. (laughs) I got one for you. Okay. Color Me Bad. You know what? (sighs) I didn't even want to consider them. But they had hits, though. I wasn't a fan of them. They did, but, but they I, had it. I think they had like one foot in R&B and, and one foot in pop. And that's why I wasn't sure if they should be included in this discussion. I did. I added them. Yeah. I'll allow it. I wouldn't, but I'm not going to argue, argue, argue with you about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I had both them and all for one. Yeah. In this group. And with both of these groups, they look like they shouldn't even know each other. Oh, But they do. Because with Color Me Bad, you got one of them looking like one of the guys from Millie Vanilli. Yep. You got two of them that look like two different versions of George Michael. (laughs) And then the Kenny G looking dude. (laughs) They didn't make any sense. They did not. And then they come out the gate with, I want to sex you up. (laughs) Right. They didn't make any sense. And the same thing with All for One. Just looked like they met on a a school trip or something. Yeah, all for one. This is probably going to sound mean, but I'm just going to say it anyways. What is that movie that you always tell me about where the main character keeps making copies of himself and each one gets worse and worse? Oh, multiplicity. Yeah, maybe like once we get through this tier, it's just like yeah, that, everyone's trying to make some kind of boy band. Yeah. And it just kind of gets worse. And they worse. get progressively <laughs> worse. And that's kind of where all for one is. But they had. I swear. I swear, which won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. It was number one on but Billboard. I swear is the pinnacle of what I was saying that I don't like about Boys to Men is that song sounds like it's made for a wedding. And that's what All for One is. Which they I'm are like, the Bleh. the multiplicity <laughs> copy of Boys to Men. Yeah. But there's four copies in between Boys to Men and them. Yeah. So that's why it comes off as extra. I cannot cheesy. do I swear. What about I Can Love You Like That? No. That's a Nehu song. It, yeah. it opens with a strong but Nehu. Does it? it does. I didn't, even, I didn't even bother listening to any All for One. Neither did I. I didn't feel like it. I stumbled across <laughs> I Can Love You Like That. I it was like, oh, that there's a Nehu in See, it. They don't try to, to do any ooh yes, do they? They don't. But they're Stay away from my ooh yes. I'm going to save that for uh, Josie and their ilk. <laughs> <laughs> What about Riff? I didn't listen to any Riff. Uh, the only one I remember is written all over your face. No, that's not that's even not him. Riff. That's Surface. No. No, no, that's... Uh, Rude Boys. Yes. See, this is what happens. We're in the tier. <laughs> exactly. No, there is a Riff song that I know. I'm going to quickly look it up because I could have sworn it was that. And I'll tell you why I don't like written all over your face. Okay. Gerald Levert. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is failing me. He made that's the riff. song a little too old for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is he growling all over this song? <laughs> and he was like 25 at the time. 
I'm going to play the riff song, My Heart is Failing Me, because I just want to hear what it sounds like again. Okay. Here it is. Anyways, that's enough. I don't remember that shit at all. I think I remember the title more than the song. I don't remember any of that. Hmm. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the title more than the song. But nope. I know that title. I don't remember My it My heart is at failing all. me. So, okay, then there was Surface, since I brought that up. So what was their song? Surface. I don't The remember. first time. The okay. first time I fell in love. If you like say that. so, I don't remember <laughs> them either. So Riff and Surface are down into who category? Oh, 1988. At least one of these songs is from 1986. Okay, I'm now going too far back. Yeah, you okay. way Forget out about of Surface. Forget be. about Surface. <laughs> Get them out of here. Way We're talking out of about where 90. you should be. Okay. Let's talk about 3T. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a 3T song if you paid me. You know a 3T song. Yes, you do. I'm going to look it up. I can't remember. I know. Anything. 3T I have in my personal. Who? <laughs> I, I know they're Tito's kids. Yeah. But that's it. They had like a hit. The I only thing they mean to is. me is that they were Michael Jackson's nephews. Outside of that, I know nothing about them. Okay. I'm going to play anything. No. Not ringing any bells. Anything for you. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, I don't remember anything about 3T at all. They are in the who category with Surface and who else did you say? Riff? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we're supposed to forget about Surface because that was in the 80s anyway. Okay, so (laughs) we're skipping ahead for a little bit to the who is that? So 3T and Riff for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting them there because I have no idea any of them. <laughs> okay. I got a couple more. Okay. Skin Deep. Again, this they is the- had, I don't who? know if they had any more songs, but they had this one song called No More Games with Little Kim. And I do you not need to hear that. this song because this is like classic Little Kim. So you would love her verse, I would think. Not only that, the song samples the same sample as Dear Mama. I do not know this song at all. You are filling up my who are these niggas yes. section. It's called No More Games. And there is a Lil' Kim verse on there. And when you look at it on YouTube, the majority of the people are just talking about Lil' Kim. So I'll play the Lil' Kim verse for you. Move it. Just one of them days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea what that was. 
Yeah, but it's it's classic Lil' Kim. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, I just sold. remember hearing this song, random little radio stations that I would listen to it late at night. I have no idea what that was. Skin Deep. <laughs> That's, That's the name of the group? Mm-hmm. All right, so I filled out my Who Are They, the Skin Deep riff. <laughs> who else did I say? I don't even remember. Surface, but we weren't supposed to remember Surface. And there was some some other one that you had. In I there, forgot already. But I don't remember. I think it was just one of the ones I blurted out because it's not on my list. <laughs> I have more. Well, I have one more. Okay. But they're not in the who is that category. And it's kind of cheating because they kind of straddle late 80s and early 90s too. Okay. True. Yeah. They're not in a tier who. I yeah. Would say. They're in the tier who in the sense that you forgot about that them, Yeah. But not in the category with right. surface and riff <laughs> and skin deep. They're not down there. Yeah. I always knew Troop the group. But I don't listen to their music. I would just kind of hear them, like they would always just come up in these conversations yeah. or recommendations. If I listen to this, I'm going to see Troop. Right. But I know I know some of their songs, but I can't think of any of them. Spread My Wings. They did the Shrug. Jackson's cover, All I Do, Think of You. Uh, oh, yes. I like that one. You, I'm sure you There's know. There's the tear who. <laughs> for you. Yeah, for it me. It's true. <laughs> I'm sure you know the Spread My Wings too, because that's like their biggest song probably. Right. I'll play it for you later. Okay. Um, immature. I know who they are, but I still put them in the yeah. Who if we're gonna talk about kids, there's also another bad creation. Aisha. Uh, I wasn't you know even gonna I bring want them you up. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> Both no. immature and another bad creation were not for me. I was not the target demographic with that. Am I gonna get? I got the munchies for you, baby. Sticking in your head again? <laughs> Probably. The only thing I want to know about immature. Is where's the Asian kid? We saw, remember we found. Uh, yeah, we, we found his wedding video. <laughs> but other than that, he has lived a life of anonymity. Because didn't we read something that like his parents didn't really want him to be in the yeah. entertainment world? Yeah, because it was getting a little too wild <laughs> because that that house party movie they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think he was in it. Yeah, he's definitely in it. Oh, OK. That was his last oh, act wait, as part of they immature. Were in another move, another house party movie. Right? Yeah, he okay. wasn't in that one. OK, because I saw uh, another immature slash house party movie poster and he wasn't in that. Yeah, so he's not that in that one. one. But the one I'm referring to when they told their grandmother that they were going to rent her a movie <laughs> to watch Ninja Turtles and it was a porno. <laughs> after that his parents were like nah yeah but him and marcus and romeo are still hanging out because they were at the wedding right so it wasn't a bad breakup no his parents are just like nah yeah you can just like go to college and be a doctor or something yeah, they were not with this it's like nah man you out of here i have two more to throw at you okay your favorite these are not tier who because you know them but you don't want to know them <laughs> oh god joe public you got to live and learn. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hate songs with messages. <laughs> I just sound like I'm a horrible person because I like all these problematic songs. And you stuff. do. But the only like uplifting song that I like that I can think of off the top of my head is Jodeci's Get On Up. <laughs> that one's not really uplifting either. It's just fun. And it's a yeah. party song. When you say uplifting, I'm thinking sounds of blackness, optimistic. <laughs> Or, well, like this Joe Public, you got to live and learn. Brothers and sisters. I can't stand that song. <laughs> It burns my soul. 
And the last one, which will kind of connect to the next episode when we talk about the, the ladies, is remember Subway with their inappropriate ass song with 702. <laughs> These little games we play and they're all teenagers at the time. Uh, and the song is just, boy, you know, these little games we play and just a lot of inappropriateness for a bunch of teenagers yeah, to be singing about. I wasn't a fan of that either. <laughs> but that was back when 702 had four members, which we will talk about more in the next episode. Yes. Now that we've gotten to the end, then. Mm-hmm. I would like for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, did you give your tier who or do you have any? I'm sure there are many that I have either forgotten about or never knew about, but nobody you've mentioned. Oh, I do have one more. Okay. Remember when uh, Michael Bivens with one of the Boys to Men videos and he was showing all his acts? Yes. And there was that one white boy band group and everybody's like who the hell is this sudden impact yeah there's a podcast about them called waiting for impact yeah so clearly we're not the only ones who are trying uh, to figure out who these guys are (laughs) what's the guy's name that did it dave something he used to be an mtv vj yeah it's his podcast (laughs) i have it on my list i haven't listened to it yet yeah but we all had questions yeah about who who the hell was sudden impact because we never saw them again we didn't And I don't know if you remember this, Mm -hmm. but I showed you the video of the East Coast family. Yeah. Yvette Nicole Brown is in the group. She used to be a singer. Yes. I remember you showed me that. Yep. So she was part of the East Coast family with Sudden Impact. Okay. Yeah. So that's my tier. Who? Who Sudden Impact? (laughs) Been wondering who they are for a long time. (laughs) The rest of the world has to. (laughs) We'll have to listen to that podcast. Yes. All right. Yes. So that's it for me. Like I said, I'm sure I'm missing people, but of yeah, what there you was presented way too to many. me, it was just true. But even then, it doesn't really count as Tier Who because I know them. I just don't really listen to, yeah. to be able to think of their songs off the top of my head. All right. So now I need you to choose your favorite song, mm-hmm. album, and video from the 90s. So this is too hard. Specifically with R&B groups. Right. This is too hard to make, force me to pick just one from each category. Okay. I'm going to start with album because you know who the love of my life are yes. in terms of 90s boy groups. And that's Jodeci. Yep. So it's going to have to be Forever My Lady. I love them so much. We're going to dedicate an entire episode to Jodeci at some point. Yep. But Forever My Lady, because those first what, five, six songs are perfection. It doesn't even matter that the rest of the album is okay. <laughs> There's one song close to the end. That's all right. Times we share. Yes, that's it. I actually don't mind the other ones, but the first five songs are so perfect and completely encompasses what I love about 90s male R&B groups. You know how the there's always someone doing some kind of sexy talk. So right. you got Devante doing that. You have the contrast between Casey and Jojo's voice. They're bringing in like this old soul. I grew up in the church vocals, but it's mixed with that new 90s hip hop swagger. It's perfect. Until you get to the interlude and it falls off a cliff. Because the, the first half, they're like, let's do the ballads. The second half, we'll do New Jack Swing. And it just wasn't for them. Yeah, but it, it didn't work. Those first five songs are so perfect that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. It carries the entire yeah, album. It doesn't matter. The I second album that. is pretty good as well. But it, I guess maybe because you get hit with five songs right away that you don't get a break. Whereas the second album, there's more highs and lows throughout the album. So I'm going to have to pick Forever My Lady. Okay. So since I'm picking Jodeci as the album, I'm going to not pick any Jodeci songs. So I was like, let me just scan my list and whatever pops into my head right away because it's really too hard for me to pick one song. So I 
think with my list, like the notes that I had, Unconditional Love by High Five and Cheers to You by Player. It's kind of head to head. Okay. And yeah, I don't know. That's the closest I can get to picking something for That's fine. a song. And for videos, I'm going to have to go back to Jodeci and also the Candy Rain remix video. But which Jodeci video? Forever My Lady. Because, again, that sort of quintessential 90s male R&B group. The clothes, Devante Air playing a keytar. <laughs> Not a guitar. <laughs> a keytar. And I also threw Candy Rain remix in there, too, because they're dancing around them white linen outfits, too. So yeah. it's very like that similar 90s linens blowing in the wind, baggy, such and such. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with video. OK, I'm going to read exactly what I have written here. OK, forever. My lady had it all <laughs> hooded rayon short sets, <laughs> boots and Devante's yes, invisible keytar. Those are written here in my notes. <laughs> and you said the exact same thing quintessential <laughs> 90s r&b male group <laughs> oh don't forget the little bare chest too i was gonna put that on my list but i figured it was a given yeah if you're wearing a hooded rayon short set you, you got your chest out chest yeah unless you're jojo even he had his chest out in this video though did he? he did okay i don't even remember yeah he had his chest out a little hair just a little chain. bit just a yeah. little bit yeah he didn't have it down to his navel like the rest <laughs> of them uh, but for the album, mm -hmm. I'm going with Tony, 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 House of Music. That's my favorite album. Okay. And for the song, I'm going with Live and Learn by Joe Public. Yeah, right. No, I'm not you going with hate that song. Cannot stand that song. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Can't stand it. Oh, man. <laughs> but I'm actually going to go with Black Street, No Diggity. Okay. That would be my 90s song. I don't care okay. what the credits say. Dr. We, Dre. We know Dre produced that. <laughs> Even if it says produced by Teddy Riley, Teddy ain't never made no drums like that. <laughs> Ever. I almost put a, a Blackstreet song in my favorite songs as well. I really love Before I Let You Go. He hit you with an ooh yeah at the beginning. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I just didn't pick it, but okay. it could be a contender up there too. All right. So from the tier who, who mm -hmm. is somebody that you thought deserved better? Okay. Than what they got. So I kind of cheated on this one too okay. because I'm actually picking someone from tier two. I think Soul for Real deserved better. All right. Because maybe I am now biased because we had just watched that interview on Breakfast Club, like I mentioned earlier, and they were basically talking about issues and maybe being blackballed and just stuff that pretty much seems to happen a lot with young acts that don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. Because when you listen to the first album, there's so much promise. And then they made the second album and it had zero promotion. But when I listen to the second album, it sounds like something, if I had known it existed, would have listened to. Okay. It doesn't quite hit the same listening to these 1996 songs in 2022 for the first time. Because they sound like 1996. Right. But I'm like, if I had heard this in 1996, it might have been different. And I just feel like if they had the opportunity to work with better songwriters or better production or a record company that actually promotes them or even independently, but with more resources, I think they could have been bigger than they were. Okay. They wouldn't have been reduced to Candy Rain only and maybe every little thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the group that I'm going with, and I mentioned them earlier is intro mm -hmm. because I didn't realize all the hits that they had until I was listening to them. Like these dudes would jam it. So I'm going with intro. They deserve to have a better shot. 
even though it was a lot of competition and everything right. was crowded, but uh, I think they needed a little bit of a push. Maybe if I hadn't watched that interview where they, so for real, seems still very upset, <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, I would have not picked them. But I definitely agree with the intro, too, because they sound really good. So moving to the last section. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to give the people the answer because I already know your answer to this question. I think the people know the answer to this question. They might not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite from this era? And mm-hmm. I don't need you to give your reasons because we've already heard the reasons <laughs> of yep. why they're the best from this era. So go ahead and say. Joe C, obviously. Yep. Same for me. That's who I'm going with. Then just because they set the standard for everything to follow. All right, so we've come to the end of this episode. Is there anything you would like to add? I came up with two realizations while doing research for these episodes. One, I miss intentionally listening to music. Most of the time these days, I just kind of have things playing on the background, which is different because when I was a kid, I would just lay in bed and listen to music. Yes. And maybe at the most, read the liner notes or like paint my nails. But now it's like background, I'm always multitasking. So doing this podcast has kind of also made me kind of reappreciate all the stuff that I loved so much. And the second realization is I think I tend to like my singers problematic. I know that already. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not surprised. The common theme is they sound like they are reincarnates of problematic 70s soul singers (laughs) who grew up in a church but have 90s hip hop swagger. I know this very well. (laughs) And that's it. All right. So on that note, we are going to end this episode here. Uh Make sure to follow us on social media at Troy Podcasts on both the bird and the gram. Listen to the playlist that we put together for this episode on Spotify. We'll link to that on the website. Uh, You can also check out the website, TroyPodcast.com, to look at transcripts and all that good stuff. Links to stuff that we mentioned and any corrections we may need to make. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's all there at the website, TroyPodcast.com. Also, if you would like to hear this episode with an integrated playlist, you can search our name. They reminisce over you. Music plus talk edition. On that note, we out of here. Talk to you in two weeks.